Good evening. Welcome to Savage Sports, where it's all sports, no politics. Thank y'all for joining us this Friday evening. I know some of y'all probably still at work. Those who are at work, hey, tune in. Spotify, YouTube, we'll be playing everything back. For those of y'all that can tune in live, hey, please do. Uh, so right now, we're going to get this started, man. You know, it's prime time. When I say prime time, I'm talking about Jackson State, Deion Sanders, prime time head coach. How do y'all feel about that? It's pretty interesting. Uh, it's, it's a good hire for the HBCUs, but his staff is what I'm more interested in. Warren Sapp, uh, Terrell Owens, and no telling who else he's going to throw in there. So uh, do you think he's going to make it on the collegiate level, though? I mean, this isn't high school ball. I mean, he's been coaching that for a while, but this is this is his next step up. And can Prime put his ego aside long enough to do like I mean – Make it work. He is prime time. I mean, the dude's resume speaks for itself, especially on the NFL side of it in college. I mean, hardly ever anybody mentions any kind of DB, especially on the NFL status. Prime time is always in that mix as one of the number one cornerbacks in the league. Now, on the coaching aspect of it, does he know football? Has he played receiver? Yes. Was he a heck of a DB? Yes, he was. But does he have the coaching profile or knowledge to actually sit there and be the head coach? I mean, with the staff that you're talking about, Terrell Owens, Warren Sapp, I mean, they're set up to be on the good defensive side of it. Terrell Owens is one of the better receivers that ever came into the NFL. Added to the side, it's a lot of personalities on that coaching staff that might conflict. Him, Terrell Owens planning the football in the Dallas Star when he played for the 49ers is one of my favorite memories of him. My and favorite was like when George Teague his knocked ass. his ass off that star. Was it, was it Teague or Smith? Yeah, I thought even Smith did that, like come off the sidelines and did it. No, that was George, George Teague. The man, the myth, the legend. Never heard of him. I got to say, this, this hire makes sense uh, for Jackson State because anyone who's going to hire uh, someone with no head coaching experience, it should be on that level. It should not be on the level of an SEC team. Or an ACC team. Well, I mean, Prime's got head coach. Yeah, so I, I would, I would say that, you know, if he's if he's going to play it smart and bring in some of these Warren Saps and Terrell Owens to do like position coaching like that, that's great. As long as he can get some people that, you know, they've got some X's and O's type of mentality, a good offensive defensive coordinator, and then he acts as like the manager over those two, it, it probably probably work out pretty well for him. Yeah, I mean, defensive back, I mean, they're DBs. He's going to bring in some talent regardless just because of the name alone. I see it turning into Appalachia State plus five, hands down, because defensively, yeah. yes, he was a DB. Receiver-wise, Terrell. Yeah, just so long as Deion Sanders isn't attempting to teach anybody to tackle, I think we'll be all, we'll be all right. That's <laughs> good. That's what they well, got Warren Sapp for. In his college days, he did tackle in his defense. So hey, I, can, that. I would definitely say one thing. If they don't know how to celebrate a touchdown, then, hey, he failed. Prime time celebrates his touchdowns, defensively and offensively. So you should expect to see a lot of that more than likely. Possibly a couple penalties just from by itself. But what about a COVID canceling Notre Dame Wake Forest? That's uh, – <laughs> COVID strikes again, gets another uh, another game. Uh, I think it affects Notre Dame because the ACC is going off win percentages. I don't think they're they're separated into uh, 
their divisions this year. I think winning percentage gets you into the uh, ACC title. So this could, be, uh, this could be a bad thing for Notre Dame. I think that would have been like their – yeah, that would have been probably their first big test as far as the ACC team goes. I mean, Wake Forest is not necessarily one of the top-ranked teams in the ACC, but they still hold their own. I mean, I think yeah. – Notre Dame is going to get like a freebie on this one and not really have a challenge. Yeah, I would, I would say for Notre Dame, I'm sure this might be important, but for us college football fans, I mean, who cares? I mean, how many more times do we have to put them in the playoffs or some big bowl game and see them get blown out, uh, made completely irrelevant? You know, they get a good 10-2 and two record and they get in some big game and just shit the bed, so – you know, me as a college football fan, I, I personally, I just wish Notre Dame would go away. Them and their fan base. Why does he always do this with his pumpkin spice latte? It's not even real deal. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment, Chris. I'm not commenting. So how about this, though? SEC football back uh, this weekend. The big boys kick off, babe. They come back to play. Hey, like I said before, SEC – it's coming back. Like you said, Big Ten is coming back last week. It's going to be a lot of those lower-ranked teams that are getting kicked out of that top 25 and all of their playoff hopes and bowl games are completely dashed. But it is the start of a great season, and hopefully COVID doesn't sit there and come in and say hi to everybody in the SEC either way it goes. So that way I can actually see some good football faster, more hits, not all of the – penalties and referees dictating the game. I mean, that's the one thing I love about college football. SEC, hey, they always got all the faster players, 95% of the time. Receivers just leaving people in the dust. I mean, speed makes a difference when it comes to college, and there is no bias about balanced teams whatsoever. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to watching the SEC. Yeah, me too. And I say we start off with our first uh, decent SEC game, which will be Florida versus Ole Miss, the – the introduction of Kiffin Ball at uh, at Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin. Uh, I know Derek's a fan. What? Wait, whoa. Okay, go Derek's ahead. Derek's a fan of Kiffin. He likes, oh. he likes Kiffin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kiffin. I like Kiffin. Okay. He told Saban he's a bag of dicks. So. Yeah, I think, I think Lane Kiffin. Kiffin. Yeah, Kiffin, Kiffin is there solely to own Nick Saban, which – these days in uh, too high of a bar to jump over. Um, but I look forward to him. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he does. I really think he could project, you know, Ole Miss up in the top. And, I mean, it's Florida. Anytime that I get to see Florida get beat, I mean, they pan around the stadium and everything. The whole place looks like it smells like a week-old pimento cheese, you know. Like, <laughs> anytime, anytime that I see, like, you see their females and their stands and everything, and it's just gross. The whole the whole place is. It's one of the trashier fan bases, and yeah. and all of college football as well. I mean, they're really close to Alabama. I know Florida was known for throwing piss filled water balloons on Tennessee fans years ago. That that really, you know, kind of sums them up. And you know, they call it the swamp. I just imagine it's because. The place smells like burnt cabbage and cat shit, personally. So, I'm looking forward to them to get beat. But they won't because um, Dan Mullen. Uh, it's as simple as that. 
Um, it's going to be a blowout. Florida's going to just demolish them. I think everybody's going to pretty much demolish Ole Miss this year. Kiffin will have Ole Miss competitive. Not this year. He's inheriting a shit show. Uh, this is Dan Mullen's third year in the swamp. Uh, Mullen, he, Mullen's, Mullen took Mississippi State to the Orange Bowl. He what, took Florida to the Mullen Orange Bowl and Peach Bowl. I want you to explain to me what Mullet has ever done in his coaching career outside of ride the coattails of Captain Fake a Heart Attack. What has Again, ever done? Mississippi, rinky-dink-ass Mississippi State, he took them to the Orange Bowl. Oh, Dak Prescott took Mississippi State a very long way, not Dan Mullen. In his two seasons at Florida, he's already taken him to the Peach Bowl, Orange Bowl, and won both games. Um, this is his third year. This is when he takes over the East. It's going to be – this is all Florida now. Sorry. I will say this. Florida has been irrelevant since Tebow. And Tebow was overrated. Now, if we're going to talk about Ole Miss, Ole Miss has always put up a like, – you don't expect them to necessarily win some games. You'll sit there and look at them, and all of a sudden, they might be playing Auburn. Oh, God, it's fourth quarter, and somehow Ole Miss is beating the brakes off of Auburn. I mean, it, it happens. Ole Miss is an underrated football team. They're completely underrated. Florida is overrated. They literally lost their whole little step. It, no. No. So who you, who you picking then, Griff? You going Ole Miss? I'm going Ole Miss. And Derek, uh, Derek, who you got? Oh, Ole Miss by a billion. Well, I, I think that uh, I agree with everybody but Chris. Mm. I think Ole Miss is going to win. I think uh, Mullet's wife is going to weirdly molest the <laughs> players the way she does, and uh, and it's going to make Chris look pretty stupid. Florida is the most underrated team this season. They are they should be in the national championship discussion and they will be. Look, I like Wade Forest, but I ain't gonna say they're going to the national championship. That is a horrible take. That is the worst take I've ever heard. Florida should not be nowhere near a national title. Dan Mullen is overrated. He's always been overrated. He's never won anything. Ever. Oh, he won a couple of bowl games. Okay, well, when did Mississippi State go to the playoffs? Oh, they didn't. Okay. 500 plus and minus. Surely. Uh, 500 plus and minus Florida for the season. They're going to possibly miss out on the bowl game or get one of the little cheaper ones that's going to happen. They're not going to make it to the national championship. No. No. Florida's not going to make it to shit. I think they're going to they're going to lose a few more games than, than Chris is going to say they will. I think Tennessee's going to beat them. I think uh, uh, Ole Miss is going to beat them. LSU's going to walk the dog on them. Uh, they hid from uh, Alabama this year. Uh, they bitched and whined because I think Alabama was initially on their schedule and they cried like little girls over it. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, Ole Miss by a mile. <laughs> oh, by the way, I picked 100% correct on the college football games last week. So, yeah. Well, the sun shines on the dog's ass every now and then, you know what I mean? Everybody gets lucky. Yeah. Next SEC game we got, and uh, I think this one's going to be a little close for a little while, Auburn versus Kentucky. I think Mark Stoops is a great defensive mind. Uh, I think they will hang with Auburn for a few quarters. But in the end, I think uh, 
I'm still going to have to go with Auburn. Skill level, they got Kentucky beat. Kentucky basically basketball for the most part. But now I'm not going to completely dump on Kentucky. But Kentucky's stepping up the past couple of years. That's hands down one of the things that's going to happen. I say the first two quarters, it's either going to be a close game or where Auburn's going to run away with it. But Kentucky's skill level as far as football has stepped up. I've sit there and watched them beat up on Tennessee, watched them win other little close games, Louisville. I mean, they've got some upcoming talent. They definitely gave a couple of prospects to NFL, so I'm not going to sit there and count Kentucky out. But it's either going to be one way or another. It's going to go blow out or they're going to sit there and run with them for a little bit. Yeah, Auburn is college football. They represent everything great in college football. Um, tradition, winning, dominating programs like Alabama, two out of three past years for sure. Um, I feel bad for Kentucky fans because they, they always have those teams that are almost good enough to make them relevant for a short period of time, and then they lose talent and – you know, 10 couch leaves and they disappear. You know, that, that's been the – just above Vandy has always been their M.O. So, what I'm trying to say with that is this isn't even going to be close. Auburn, it, it may be close midway through the first quarter, but Auburn's just uh, so much more talented than most teams in college football as it is. Uh, this right, is – America. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Kentucky gives them a good, good first half. I think Kentucky hangs the first half. Plus, you got to think first uh, first game for both teams. It's probably gonna be a little sloppy that first half, like we've been seeing out of the most first games. Yeah, a lot of hands on. You know, for for anybody for a while, no spring games. So, but I think Nick's is gonna light them up, just like Tuberville light, lights up Saban. Is is Derek still an Auburn fan? He's been one all his life. All my life. I don't even know why you're asking the question. <laughs> I, Are I you still a K-State fan? I, yeah, I, I was born bleeding purple. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with everybody. Uh, but again, 100% correct. Pretty much going into this week, um, Auburn tends to stumble out of the gate. Uh, there was 2016, they lost out of the gate. 2012, they lost out of the gate. 2015, they had to go into overtime with Jacksonville State to beat them. Um, Kentucky's going to be fired up for this one. Mark Stoops is a hell of a coach. I'm taking Kentucky with the upset. Look here, Mr. 100%. Since you're going to keep bringing that up, let's uh, – I hated to – I didn't want to move away from the SEC right now. I wanted to stay on that train. But K-State plays Oklahoma, Mr. 100%. So, why don't you – we're going to let you go first here on this pick. Why don't you tell us who's going to win between K-State and the Boom Masunas? So, last year, there was only two teams that beat Oklahoma. LSU, the national champions, and my Kansas State Wildcats. Kansas State is going to be just like Arkansas State. They came out. They lost to a – they lost a game they probably, you know, they should have won. They came back and rebounded and beat a team that people didn't expect them to win. And the same thing is going to happen with Kansas State. They were slow out of the gate like Auburn's going to be. They're going to rebound, and they're going to shock some folks. They are going to beat Oklahoma in Norman and shock the world. That's a bold prediction, Cotton. 
It's a bold prediction. That's you went full retard. You never go full yeah. retard. Derek, I know you got some interest. Lincoln thoughts. Riley. Fuck you, Lincoln Riley. Yeah. I, well, to to Chris's point, uh, Oklahoma did lose probably the number two best quarterback in college football last year with Jalen Hurts behind uh, <laughs> Sunshine. Um, I, I would say that – CD Lamb being gone puts them behind the eight ball a little bit, but let's not forget that this is a high school coach who's trying to coach Division One football who got lucky last year, and now we're showing his true colors by losing to nobody AAC or Sunbelt schools. I don't even know what Arkansas State is, but it, we're seeing now how completely unprepared this coach is in a power five conference. I will say that Oklahoma is going to have yet another damn good quarterback. I think his last name is Rattler, which is like the most appropriate name for a quarterback in like the Texas, Oklahoma area. But, um, and he will probably be a Heisman contender with Bryce Young in the coming years, but he's a freshman like Bryce Young. And this is when, (laughs) <laughs> this is when Kansas State is going to take advantage and just Who get that ass. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. Like, your last name is Rattler. You think rattlesnakes out in the West and Oklahoma and Texas and everything. And that's kind of similar for different reasons of Kansas State having a quarterback named Skyler. I will say this. <clears throat> just some stats for y'all. Spencer Rattler was QB1 as far as Netflix went. He was pretty much the most taunted QB out of the nation. All right, he did have his little hiccups as far as high school went, but the dude broke all the records over in Arizona. So, I mean, Spencer Rattler is going to pretty much shine. He shined the first two games that he did play in. As far as Oklahoma goes, like, they might have lost C.D. Lamb. Got it. Oklahoma is one of those teams that, regardless of what happens, they refresh their receivers. The same way the SEC refreshes all their quick defensive linemen, defensive ends, linebackers, and get running backs out the butt for no reason whatsoever. Big Ten, always, defensively, they they have it. I mean, so I'm not counting Oklahoma out. I'm counting on them to beat the brakes off of K-State just because K-State has that little jacked-up little nitty line on their helmet trying to argue with and beat Penn State, which ain't the case. Yep. So, yeah, Oklahoma's going to beat them. I ain't worried about them losing their receiver. It's, it's going to happen. I'm going to uh, go so bold as to give a score prediction. I'm going to call it Oklahoma. Boomer Sooner, 62, K-State, three. I think they get three. <laughs> so, we're going to call a running clock on them. Yeah. I, I, they're going to get yeah. three points because Oklahoma feels so fucking bad for beating that little co- uh, high school coach mm-hmm. that they're going to put in the fucking cheerleaders and they're going to give them a field goal. <laughs> you think you're going to go and put the running clock mercy rule on them, just run the clock to try to get the game over yeah, with? They're going to be – they're going to – yeah. You're not even going to be able to watch that game on ESPN3. They're going to cancel it the second quarter because that's how bad the ass beat is going to be. Uh, there's no chance K-State will win this game, uh, none at all. And Mr. 100% will look dumb as usual. And be wearing an Alabama jersey next week. Yeah, he'll have his Crimson jersey on next week. No so idea. let's move away from the little high school sport team that Chris likes to cheer for. Uh the reigning national champions are going to kick off against Mississippi State. The Tigers versus the Dogs. Who you got there, Derek? I I think this is just kind of a, 
a measurement for me. This is the game after Auburn destroys Kentucky. This is the game that I'm going to watch. I want to see what these two teams are going to look like. I don't think I, – I really don't know what to expect from this. I, I don't think LSU is going to be all that good this year. I think they've lost too much on the offensive side of the ball. I think they got carried big time by the running back and uh, quarterback they had. Um, but I'm, I'm just interested to see how well Mike Leach can install his offense in that passing game with everything that's been going on. It shouldn't be that hard. I know Mississippi State fans are probably fired up and ready for this, but how hard is it to teach your team to run four go routes up the field? You know, it shouldn't be that difficult for Mississippi State. And either Mississippi State fans are going to be overjoyed at their offense or they're going to see that they just paid a guy to – uh, run streaks down the field all game long. So I'm just interested to see how it goes out. But really, I think LSU probably comes away 10 to 14 points. Yeah, and I can see that. I, LSU did lose a lot, though. They lost their offensive coordinator to, uh, uh, what, the Carolina Panthers now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think this is going to be a measurement of where LSU stands this year, uh, how prepared they are. I know a few LSU players opted out that were star players uh, because of the COVID deal. They, they're going to just focus on going pro. But I think Mississippi State's going to be Mississippi State and LSU's going to win. I agree with Derek. Uh, yeah, 10, 14 points, maybe a little closer. But, yeah, uh, LSU wins it. I agree. That Miss, Mississippi State had a once-in-a-lifetime coach uh, a few years ago. And then um, that just <laughs> – for a town like Starkville, something like that is very rare. Jackie Sherrill was pretty good, but um, I don't think – I don't – Kroom was – any – Kroom uh, – anyway. Um, how how good do you think Kroom was? I mean, that's that's what I'd like to hear is how good do you think Kroom was in Mississippi State? Kroom was, was a legendary – coordinator uh head coaching like dubos probably should have stayed as a coordinator but i would like to to, to um to add that i think lsu is going to win this game um because mississippi state is back to being mississippi state where where cream play football at roll time <laughs> i'm gonna go against the grain on this one just because chris said lsu i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give Mississippi State just the upset. LSU did lose the quarterback, lost running backs. They lost a whole lot. And like you said, not having a whole bunch of practice, not having a whole bunch of, like, spring training and just scrimmages and everything else and installing an offense. I think I'm going to go with Mississippi State just because. There we go. Okay. The upset. Yeah. Upset. Griff with the upset pick. So, Griff, we'll start with you on this one. The Georgia Bulldogs and first-year head coach and ex-O-line coach of the Bulldogs. I, I can't remember that guy's name. But uh, Georgia versus Arkansas, Wu Pig Suey. Uh, uh, yeah, they got uh, Bryles over there now running that offense, which we saw what he did with Boise State for a half. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Griff, who you got, bud? I will say this much. Georgia is probably one of my favorite Southern teams, specifically because, hey, they like to run the ball. They would like to ground and pound it out hands down and have just that one good receiver that will sit there and try to take over the whole game. 
but they're one of my favorite teams. I mean, they they play in the nose, like just straight up in the dirt, like blow ball, offensive line off the ball. I dare you. Like, please try. So, I mean, Arkansas is Arkansas. I'm not, I'm not going to hate on them completely, but I see Georgia taking this one just because they're, they're they've always been more physical. I mean, regardless of who they play, whether it was LSU or Auburn and anything, especially that one season with Auburn knocking off Alabama, Alabama not making it or even making it, and then Auburn going up to Georgia and then getting their chest stomped in. I mean, I'm going Georgia. They always bring a team. It doesn't make a difference. Now, do I count on them losing the game that's going to actually count? Yes. But Georgia's one of my favorite Southern teams. I mean, they play rough. Derek, Chris, anybody want to chime in on that? Yeah, Arkansas is a complete dumpster fire. I mean, they've, they've been that way since, I don't know, when Jimmy Johnson and crew were, were there playing football in, what, 1964 when they won that last national title. So they're, they're just – Barry Switzer. Yeah, Barry – was it Barry Switzer or Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones. Yeah, so they're – those are teams like – I mean, they're – when I think of certain teams that would, hey, let's kick them out of the SEC and get some quality opponents. I mean, you, you bring up the Vandys, the Kentuckys, the Alabamas, and Arkansas of the world, and those are the ones that you really want to get, you know, let's flush the toilet and get these teams out of here. Those are definitely the ones I'm looking at. Alabama? Yeah. So you're treating them like Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, they're I get the trailer park out of here, you know. We, yeah. get, get the – Toothless meth heads out of the SEC. You know, Florida's probably not too far behind. I think Florida fit in well with the Miamis of the world. Would you go as far as to trade out Alabama for K-State? No, because, I mean, that's ten times worse than having Vandy in the league, you know? Wow. <laughs> we did win the Big 12 championship twice. Man, yeah, that was ago. that was probably about uh, what twenty years ago or so. About the same <laughs> time you won your two trophies sitting on that desk. He looked at his notes, so his favorite team. He doesn't even know when they won their championship. I don't have that in my notes. Notes. Knew we were gonna say something about it. Yeah. Don't you fucking lie to us with your lavender paint glasses don't fucking bullshit. well at least bullshit. i have notes because you can't even remember a coach's name that starts with sam oh fuck i'm i don't give a shit arkansas's head coach name, name is sam Pittman. i have well, it in my notes <laughs> i don't take notes all right i, I fucking <laughs> i just wing it and sam Pittman has been a coordinator for 35 fucking years. Well, I knew he was O-line coach at fucking Georgia. That's like, since the mid-'80s, this dude has been bouncing around from team to team, coordinating like a motherfucker. Never been a head coach on the NCAA collegiate level. Arkansas, what the fuck? You hire coaches worse than FSU does. Wow. You need – you need somebody proven. I miss the days when Arkansas was competitive. There used to be some great rivals. I mean, as a K-State fan, I used to tune in to Alabama because they were on the TV all the time. But I used to watch them play Arkansas, and there were some good games that would come down to the wire and some controversial shit. And I miss watching games like that. And I know they have a passionate fan base. And I hate to see them go through the same shit that FSU fans are going through. So this was a horrible hire, hiring a fucking offensive line coach from Georgia 
to, to come in after the almost decade of irrelevance that Arkansas has endured. Okay, so that being said, Georgia's going to win. What you you talk about the head coach thing a lot, but if you if you surround yourself with good coordinators, which I'm not going to say Brow's a great coordinator. I mean, I who knows what truly happened to Florida State? I mean, he was very successful at uh, Baylor with his dad. I mean, they were putting up points like crazy. But uh, well, yeah, we can say we know what happened to Florida State. We can say Willie Taggart happened to Florida State. But if you surround yourself with good coordinators, I think I mean, look at Nick Saban. He surrounds himself with what? The best coordinators money can buy. Take yeah, those coordinators he, he away. Actually, oh, I, I was going to say that he, he definitely, I mean, you take, you take Nick Saban, for example, and, you know, when he first got there at Alabama in 2007, he reached out to a lot of high school coaches and brought them in to, of course, as a recruiting tactic to get some of the kids to come to Alabama early, but, I mean, you can look at that two, 2007 class of coaches he hired from high school, one of those being Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, he was there from the get-go. I mean, you really got to ask yourself, you know, who really built Alabama? Was it Nick Saban or was it the other coach that came on the scene in 2007 at the same time, Jeremy Pruitt? You know, so that's a, that's a good point, Sam. I'd give that to Pruitt. I think Pruitt's a defensive mastermind. Absolutely. Yeah. Credit. Yeah, and, I'll get uh, to I'll get to Pruitt uh, in due time. I just have to say one more thing about Sam Pittman: the fact that he's coming over. He was an assistant head coach, and the fact that he's coming over from Georgia and then playing Georgia in the first game of the season—that's going to be interesting as hell, considering the intel he has from where he came. So there may be some. It may be closer than it should be because he knows their secrets. So are you going Georgia or Arkansas? Georgia. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go Georgia, but I think this is the year – I mean, Georgia gets exposed every year at the end of the season, right? They go to the playoff game. They get the shit kicked out of them. They get exposed. But I think this is this is the year that Georgia does not win the East. Uh, they lost their best quarterback, I think, already. Uh-huh. Uh, well, no, no, the, this uh, young kid they had, uh, they lost him uh, – uh, then you keep hearing about all this other stuff going on. Uh, Kirby Smart, he is the typical Saban coordinator. Uh, all bark, no bite, like Saban without his coordinators. They're not meant for it to be head coaches. You know, their their wives cheat on them with Gator players and shit. Uh, yep. So, yep. so hiring a Saban coordinator is bad for your mm-hmm. for your team anyway, unless unless it's Jeremy Pruitt. Who is a proven, yeah. no, proven it's the, man. But it's Georgia's, the, Georgia's going down this year. Georgia's going to – Kirby Smart's going to be exposed for the trash-ass head coach he is. Yeah, he is a trash I, head coach. I, I would say that especially with – Georgia is – they just got to be satisfied like Dan Mullen's wife. You know, they, they almost get there – a lot of years and then just gets completely deflated and not finished off at the end of it. And I mean, that's, that's how you sum them up, honestly. What was the quarterback's name that transferred from Georgia to Ohio state? Uh, Cause Alabama made him their bitch. Justin Fields. Yeah. Fields. Justin Fields. Yep. Also on QB one. Bills is good QB though. He just had. I think he just needs a little time. I think he's, he's awesome. I think he's gonna be awesome. Yeah. But speaking of awesome, 
and speaking of Jeremy Pruitt, they take on the mighty Gamecocks and Will Muschamp. Uh, Derek, Tennessee, what you thinking? Yeah, like being an Auburn fan, I, I don't really worry about Georgia and Florida all that much. Georgia's had our number the past few years, but, you know, Tennessee's the team in the East, and we play them this year too. And, I mean, that's the one game that really kind of has me worried that I've got circled as – don't take this team lightly. You know, they – Tennessee beat them not, not too long ago. So, this is a dangerous team. They're stacked full of talent. They've got a mastermind and uh, their offensive coordinator. And with Jeremy Pruitt, this, this could be the game. If Tennessee comes out and they're really firing on all cylinders, this could be the game that gets Will Muschamp fired. Yeah. That afternoon, they they may Lane Kiffin his ass outside of the stadium. Got a question for you, Derek. Who was yeah. Tennessee's old coach? Was it Spurrier? Old coach? <laughs> yeah, Spurrier. No, that was one of uh, South Carolina's old coaches. Didn't he come from Tennessee though? No, yeah, Spurrier's I think he was dead. born in. I think he was born in Tennessee, but yeah, but he played Florida. He won the Heisman at Florida. Yeah, oh, it was a coach. I remember when they did their coach did leave from Tennessee and went to South Carolina to go coach them. I do remember that game specifically because they came right back up. It was one of my first games going to Tennessee to actually go watch them, and they were playing yeah. South Carolina. And I remember South Carolina stumping a mud hole in Tennessee's chest right after that. Yeah, I mean that happens to Tennessee sometimes, you know. But luckily, I'm not part of that fan base. Yeah, me either. I was the only person sitting on Tennessee's side wearing red and black and sitting here rooting for them every time they got jacked up. I'm well, talking about you fans being mad. Well, <laughs> wouldn't you say that Philip Fulmer is a fat piece of shit? Yeah, I would definitely say it. So he's been, uh, he's been doing some sneaky things. I do, I do look up to him in one aspect of, you know, putting – putting aside politics and everything when he called out Alabama for their cheating ways. I, I really do have to commend him on, on that because that took a lot of guts. That took a lot of courage. And I mean, that's, that's something that I do have to uh, commend him for, for sure. Homer's a great man. Yeah. And I think Tennessee is going to win the East this year. Actually, I can yeah. see Tennessee wins the East this year. Yeah. And uh, they're going to dominate that, that shit ass division. Uh, and they're going to dominate Mullen, and they're going to dominate yeah. Smart. They're probably going to lose to Auburn. They're going to lose a few games, but I think this is uh, Pruitt's breakout year. Yep. Going hey, Gamecocks. This is, this is going to be Pruitt's barometer. Um, I think that, again, he was an inexperienced head coach, a remarkable defensive coordinator, a legendary recruiter. He has an outstanding team but he doesn't have a head coaching pedigree. Uh, that's, this is going to be an interesting game because South Carolina doesn't have the talent that Tennessee does, but they have a very seasoned head coach that is getting better at South Carolina. And it's really going to come down to can Tennessee's players be well-coached enough to outplay South Carolina's players. Um, Seasoned also means dimension. I think I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go South Carolina. 
uh, two South Carolinas, two Tennessees. And speaking of two trailer park trash garbage teams, Alabama versus Missouri, I, I'll, I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah, Bama's going to win. <clears throat> uh, I mean, who the fuck is Missouri? They, they, they should have never joined the SEC in the first fucking place. So Alabama cruises to an easy victory over a nobody team. They, they should – I mean, this is typical Alabama opening game against yeah. nobodies. So, I mean, give it to Bama. They'll win. Uh, and then if they don't, some poor sister wife's going to get shit kicked out of her. So, oh, yeah. That's, I'm not that's, that. Yeah, that's, that's definitely going to happen. I mean, you can, you can almost time the uh, amount of incestual breeding that takes place based off of what Alabama's win-loss record is. And – if it is a loss, you can probably see a spike in the statistics of uh, how often the sheriff shows up out at the uh, old farmstead. So and this is this is a generic the SEC hooking Alabama up, giving them some cupcake to play out of the gate, just like they did Georgia, in the hopes that both of them would would show up in the SEC title game. So I don't I don't really care. I mean, Saban can choke on a dick for all I care. So what you're saying is most of the battles as far as like top 25 teams is first game is just break in, just kick the shit out of somebody else's door on a weaker team, playing a D2 team when you're D1, whatever reason. So pretty much you're padding the stats for the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. This, um, yeah, it's going to be bad. And it's really going to be bad for people who think that 2020 has been a fucking – horrible year if you're not an Alabama fan 2020 is gonna suck for you because you're about to see the 2020 national champions they got this is an NFL caliber team this year this is one of the better Alabama teams I've ever seen they've got keep these names in mind because you're gonna hear them dominate on the NFL level Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith uh, excuse me Najee Harris it was a phenomenal running back who came back this year because well they needed him and he is uh He's going to lead them to the promised land. Um, Bryce Young is their backup quarterback, but he will be a Heisman caliber quarterback once he gets broken in. And you will see him this game because Alabama is going to kick the shit out of um, Mizzou. Dylan Moses is coming back on the defensive side of the ball. Patrick Sertain. And I think Alabama may actually have a kicker this year. So, yeah. So, what you're saying is, while you were sitting there riding off all those names, you about threw up, didn't you? When you sit there and mention NFL, because you sit there and thought about Trent Richardson, Mark Ingram, and all the other players that were bust, you about threw up. Bust. No, I was thinking of Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry and Julio Jones. Remember when you said Tool was going to win the Heisman? Well, he was. He was in the running until somebody broke his damn hip. Yeah, he was running when somebody broke his hip. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, I, you know, I think our last college game here, there's no need to talk too much about this one. This is, this is uh, you know, Florida State, Miami. I'll let, uh, I'll let you guys kick it off. Uh, we don't really need to spend too much time on it. Mike Norville, he's out. He's got COVID. Thank God, because I, I was thinking Florida State. I'd <laughs> say I had COVID, too, to get out of that shit show. But, uh, yeah, I'll let y'all take it, and I'll end it on that. I'll leave it short to save you a little bit of um, pain, Sam. Um, I'm just going to say to you, and I look forward to seeing Miami do this with the little necklace on, you know, just chilling. So I'm going to go with the you. Yeah, 
Um, let me count the ways. I mean, I I don't know that Norval is he's not going to be there because of COVID. No, he can't be there because of COVID. Yeah, I I think that's a what a better way to kind of cover up, you know, the beat down that's about to take place um, from Miami because hey, at least you got you can play the scapegoat of saying hey, I didn't coach that game. We'll get them next year, guys, but. It's I, I I look to Kirk Herbstreet when he said last year, he's like, I'm done talking about Florida State. You know, like, quit your dancing. Quit all this hype we hear about every year. You know, win some games and, and we'll start talking about you. I want them to come back. They're old school powerhouse and everything, you know. But until they win something, I'm just not interested in them. What if they win, though? If, if. And, and he's gone. What's that say about him then? Who is going to be the head coach of this game? Uh, Chris, uh, it's not Thompson. It's like Tom, like Tomlinson or something like that. He's the he was the D line coach for uh, TCU. He's uh, he's the assistant head coach. So. What about the guy who they always let coach and he's been there forever and he always wins, but then. FSU admins shit on him and then hire somebody else. What's his name? Yeah, he lost to Arizona State last year. We don't give a shit. Odell Is Cannon. he still Odell on the staff? Cannon. Yeah, he's still on the staff. What a slap to the face to not let him coach this well, game. Well, when he lands some def- decent D linemen and, and does his fucking job recruiting, then I'll give a shit. <laughs> so I miss the days when this was actually a good game because um, – yeah. All those wide rights and wide lefts were just the shit. And now it's just like it's Miami versus FAU. Miami and Florida run the state now. And, um, man, this is going to be bad. I feel for you FSU fans. I do. You are now Arkansas fans. Mm-hmm. And if nice. I'm that guy on FSU staff, I'm going to Arkansas and I'm taking him to a national championship. <laughs> man, cold blooded. <laughs> All right. I've never, I've never had to pick against FSU even last year and the year before that during the Taggart eras. I never picked against them, and it saddens me. But you know, I'm never going to pick against them because <laughs> we are going to beat Miami. We're going to smoke that ass, and I don't give a damn what the three assholes say. It's Miami Hate Week. It's fuck the you. It'll always be fuck the you. Go Knowles. We're taking this one. Okay. I'm going to give it. Knowles will be uh, – they will look better this week. They will. And I think they will win. Quarterback? Uh, yeah, Blackman's going to be in there. Uh, Purdy is practicing. Uh, he was cleared to play. Uh, would I put him in against this Miami defense? No. I uh, would not start him this game, uh, especially since he doesn't have the snaps. Uh, just you got to hope that Blackman does not have a meltdown, I guess you could say, like he normally does, and panics like a five-year-old child. And hopefully he will act like the senior quarterback he's supposed to be and uh, do his damn job. But <laughs> I think Florida State's defense is going to step up this week. Against so championships. That's it. Except Florida State. All right, Griff. Well, take it off, man. NFL guru, have at it, man. Get us into the to the pros. All right. So, hey, 
changing channels to the NFL. Let's start off with this one. Um, first off, foremost, one of the greater running backs in the NFL, broke a couple records, not too many years in the NFL, roughly about seven, but came from an illustrious black background of Chicago Bears running backs, passed away this week. Gail Sayers. That was a beast. That, yeah, Gail was a great running back. That's, that's a tough one to lose. Yeah. Bears, yeah. Yeah, and I, when you when you said uh, we were going to talk about this, uh, that's one of those names that kind of get lost in the sauce, you know, and go back and kind of looking over his life and everything. And they called him the Kansas Comet, you know, being at one of the illustrious schools in the state of Kansas, the Jayhawks, you know, that run that state. So, yep. um, I but one of the other things I didn't know about him is he was uh, athletic director for Tennessee State for a while, which is an HBCU in Nashville. And I was looking up something that was interesting from that is they had more and they have had more NFL draft picks than Vanderbilt in the same city. Vanderbilt's roughly had like 60 or 70 Tennessee State, whose logo looks a little bit like LSU, and I believe they're the Tigers too, but yeah. that school has put in over 100 NFL draft picks. That's, that's crazy. That is crazy. I got to I gotta say a little something about Gail Sears too, except for the fact that he played for Kansas. Fuck, fuck Kansas. But other than that, I mean, nobody's perfect. But Gail Sears was – as Griff said, he was a beast. He, like, gave people a preview of what the future of running backs are going to be. The, as elusive as he was, like, back in the day, like, when you watched old footage, running backs used to run with a pole up their ass. It was, it was completely different. But Gail Sayers was out there juking people, and his speed, when he lit those rockets, they weren't, they weren't catching him. So, um, and if it weren't for injuries, he would have been one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. 22 touchdowns his rookie year. That's nuts, especially in that era. Yeah, it wasn't any of this artificial turf fields. It was complete mud fields. 18 inches of space is all he needed, and he was going. And he proved that time and time again. I watched the agility going full speed and cutting in the mud and not even slipping, just putting a foot down in the dirt and then turning up and just leaving people in the dust. I mean, you don't really see that much anymore. All the fields are artificial. Everybody was complaining about mud, dirt, real grass, and coming up and them sliding and everything else. Like, there was no complaints. There was no excuses why they couldn't run, why they couldn't score whatsoever. I mean, dude was just a beast, hands down, and sometimes gets overshadowed because Chicago Bears normally gives out some good running backs. I mean, there was O.J. Simpson, too, with that one. So, I mean, it gets overshadowed. But Gale Sayers? Yeah. Beast yeah. Man. Beast mode, but behind the Walter Paytons, and I think that's who this generation remembers. Yeah, like Walter Payton and guys like that. But but Gales definitely was. Uh, he was way ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Definitely so. Um, besides that one, then um, shout out to Gail Sayers. Hey, you will be missed. Rest in peace. Um, let's, let's hit up these undefeated teams. I mean, it's only been two weeks into the NFL. I mean, a couple of undefeated teams. We'll we'll start off with. One of the ones that was kind of expected to step up, but starting off 2-0, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, but the Bills really haven't played anybody, right? I mean, they played the Dolphins and uh, what, the Jags? Am I am I forgetting? Or do they? I know they played the Dolphins. But anyway, that's not important. I mean, if you watch Thursday night football, you, you know, you saw how horrible both those teams looked. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jesus, him and that fucking gay ass pumpkin spice beer. Why does he do this? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know he ain't getting paid uh, I for mean, it. I mean, he ain't UFO, UFO pumpkin, your shit is awesome. The pride of wherever you're made. I can't read that shit. But if you want to sponsor the show, hey, I drink the shit out of your shit. I think it's delicious. But I think I need to see the Bills play somebody. I need to see them go toe-to-toe with somebody. Uh, well, and they got Los Angeles this weekend. So beat them, and then you got a good win. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely. Their their defense last year kept them in and won them some football games. Their defense is absolutely legit. And where Josh Allen came from, I have no, no idea. I mean, he absolutely tore it up last week. If they can keep them in that rhythm and everybody would, had kind of on their back burner and projections of, hey, this is a guy that really could go off this year. And last week he did. So, I mean, only time is going to tell. But I, I think they're a legit contender to win that Miami Patriots thing now that Patriots may not be so hot. What you got, Chris? Yeah, I think Bills are – they were kind of the future team of the AFC last year, and now they're kind of coming into their own and meshing. I think they are a force to be reckoned with, but they have some elite teams that are still not ready to give up that mantle. But I, I, I think they're the real deal. Well, I can give you one thing, Sam. You're going to get your wish when it comes to Buffalo. Their schedule is – Riddled with other teams, they're two and zero. I mean, you said they placed the Rams this week, and then they go and face the Raiders, also, and then follow that one up with Titans, Chiefs, not counting the Jets, but Pats, Seahawks, and Cardinals. Whatever Buffalo has, their medal is going to be tested in the next couple of weeks. You can see that's just it. I mean, the Rams got to play. Uh, the Bills got to play the Rams this weekend, and I mean, Josh Allen hasn't threw against the greatest corner of all time, Jalen Ramsey, yet. He's played against the Dolphins and some jackass uh, Florida quarterback, uh, whatever his fucking name is for the Jags. Don't even know how to touch a man when he falls to the ground. Did y'all see that shit show last night? Didn't Chris, didn't Chris say that Florida was DBU? I don't fucking know. He's a fucking retard. Anyway, yeah, uh, Rams are going to fucking destroy the Bills this weekend. That's not even going to be a challenge. Uh, Aaron Donald's going to make it, uh, Allen's life a nightmare as usual. All right. So I'll save this and I'll, I'll come back to them in a minute. So what about the Steelers? Undefeated two, big Ben's back. I mean, Connor came back this week. Yeah, I'm not I'm not buying it. I mean, I don't I just don't see them as kind of built like they have been in the past for that, you know, sixteen game season and you know, they they just I don't know, just something doesn't look like this is a long-term stay-around type team or getting to the playoffs and not get bounced in the first round and headed back home, you know. I just, for whatever reason, they're not passing the eyeball test for me. Agreed. I think the Steelers are what they are under Tomlin. I think he did get a Super Bowl when he started, but they've always been this perpetual, like, they, they do well enough to make the playoffs, and then – that's it. They're just an early playoff team. They're the Georgia of the NFL at this point. Like this. Chris has admitted before that he likes the Steelers. Steelers are Chris Curse. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. So we'll go ahead from the Steelers then. Um, 
What about the Titans? Two and zero, starting off the year when normally they don't really win anything. I think. Well, again, I, we talked about him last week. I think Derrick Henry. We, you know, for me and Derrick, both me and Derrick Thompson both hate Alabama and everything they're about their players. But Derrick Henry's a great dude. It's hard to root against the Titans when you got a guy like that. Uh, and then Tannehill, what a great story he is. You know, rode off by everybody, and then uh, you know Titans picked him up and. I mean, he's doing it to it. And the, the Titans got a pretty good, solid receiving core. Yeah, I, I can't agree with that one. I wasn't necessarily expecting too much out of the receiving core besides A.J. Brown and John New Smith. But even those two aren't really the leading receivers right now. It's their fifth, well, their fifth-year option that they cancel receiver. And um, Corey Davis has actually been leading the team. So, I mean, I'm hoping they stick with it. But it didn't really give me too much hope watching Miami beat up on Jags last week. Well, this week, and then the Titans barely beating the Jags. So, I mean, I'll, I'll stick with the 2-0 for at least for right now. Yeah, I don't – I just never can get behind the Titans because, to me, Nashville is just, like, more north Alabama where, <laughs> you know, the white fans in the stadiums have their sweet-ass Alabama student section-style comb-overs with their socks and Birkenstock sandals and – why they why they tuck their button up shirts into their khaki cargo shorts? I'll never know, but uh, maybe it's maybe it's that of why I don't like the Titans. But they got a really good team. I just I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think that they uh, grab probably a wild card position, um, but I just don't think that they have the magic they did last year to catch teams like the Ravens off guard. But they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be a great team, though. I um, would, in a, as opposed to college football, Derek and I like really agree a lot when it comes to NFL. You think we're related, but trust me, we're not. Um, so that being said, um, the Titans—they're in an extremely weak division. They're a solid team. They're a solid enough team to win that division. And like Derek said, probably make the playoffs because of that. But that AFC has some damn good teams, and they're just not going to be able to, uh, to, to overcome the strength of teams like New England and, and um, Ravens. No. You mean New England is not even 2-0? Yeah, but I mean – They almost were. It came down to a goal line stand against Seattle. I'll, I'll repeat it is I, I think that the Colts are going to win this division and I think the Titans will bring in the wild card after that. Yeah, I, I won't touch it too much. I have my information on them, but I'm going to leave that one be. So I'm going to skip one more person. Um, let's go Packers and the Bears, 2-0. and oh. Now, I will say this much, the Bears – they, they surprised me a little bit. Trubisky's been doing his thing. The Packers, it's more of one of those kind of expected, but occasionally, you know, somebody might throw a wrench in there, like from an injury or something like that, which we'll touch on injuries later. But the Bears have surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know how they're doing what they're doing. They're like, a, you know, they say a bumblebee is too dumb to know it can't fly. I think the Bears are probably <laughs> – I think the Bears are probably the same way. I mean, yeah, they got a decent defense. I mean, they've already played the swapping games with their quarterbacks and everything, and you don't really have, like, a really good three-down running back. Who are your wide receivers? It's like I, I really – if I didn't play fantasy football, I probably 
I mean, I'm not holding any of their players on my team. You know, nobody on that team is somebody that I want on my fantasy team, but they're winning. So I just don't think they're going to stick around much longer. Can you agree with that one? Uh, I think I have the list Griff compiled for us. The Raiders and the Bears are the two most shocking to be under. Yeah, absolutely. They yep. are just the two most shocking. I mean, Packers, look, you got Aaron Rodgers and you got uh, Jones. I mean, both. I mean, Rodgers is going to do his thing. And then Jones, man, he's putting up over 100 yards a game rushing right now. So, I mean, yeah. He is definitely leading the league in rushing yards right now. So, that's that's a testament to what Jones is doing completely. Yeah, I mean, if he's on your fantasy team, you're very happy right now. And and Rodgers, too. I mean, so. Yeah. yeah. Packers, not that surprising. Bears, yeah. I, 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 they'll play somebody decent and get fucking stalled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if that Bama bus safety still back there playing. Whatever. <laughs> old Gimpy. Old broke leg himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. again, I completely agree with Derek Thompson. I mean, I, I guess Thompson's really know their their football. Um, but um, he's the only one I know. So. <laughs> but um, that being said, I mean, I have a. I mean, I think a lot of people that aren't Bears fans just have a bad taste in their mouth from all the bullshit that the Bears have produced over the last decade or so. Uh, it's definitely uh, weird, like like everybody's saying, that they're 2-0, and and I don't think it's legit. But I, I kind of think that the Packers might be to some degree. I They, they kind of intrigue me a lot like the Titans. I think they're good enough to get into that playoff caliber, but I don't know how good they are. I would love to see the Titans play the Packers. I don't know if they're on each other's schedule this year. That'd be a great game. I'll have to check that one out for you. I didn't look too far into the Titans as far as the win. I was more focused on all the 2-0 and o teams. And speaking of the last two I'm going to mention, Ravens and the Chiefs. What a game that should be. Those of y'all who do not know, um, me and Sam did go head-to-head in that game. I mean, I decided to get with the Chiefs. He decided to run with the Ravens. Um, I'm going to take the victory on that one with the Chiefs. Same thing I'm going to coincide with as far as the actual game. Chiefs are going to go take that one. The Chiefs and the Ravens should have been playing the AFC Championship last year, but Titans decided to knock off one of the other teams. So, I mean, didn't necessarily get to see that one. But this year, it's a high possibility that's going to be the two teams playing for the AFC Championship. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, Ravens. Ravens, Chiefs, uh, I just – one, I want to add that Madden stole that game from me. They cheated me out of that game. There's, I had Griff completely beaten. Uh, Stephen Kirkland, I see you, bud. Uh, he's in the hospital right now, and, and just so you guys know, he earned that fan badge because he is – Definitely. To a heart monitor at the hospital and listening. So that's dedication right there. That's a super uh, fan. Give him that badge. Yeah, and it, go ahead and pop your question in there, Steve, and we'll get to you. Uh, but I, I see the Ravens taking this. I think the Chiefs got exposed last weekend. I think they are overrated. And uh, I think the Ravens take it up. I don't, you don't bet against Lamar Jackson. Not right now. Yeah, yeah this is – this is a a – Tough. I don't know. I mean, this is this is a tough pick for me. I think Baltimore's defense is obviously better than Kansas City's. Um, 
quarterbacks, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think there's enough difference. I mean, I think the defense is probably the, the separation here. That probably I'm going to go Ravens at this point because you got a good running back for both teams. Quarterbacks are both outstanding stars. Wide receivers are – they're good. Um, I, you got two of the best tight ends on the, on the field. I mean, it's a tough one, but I'm, I'm going to stick with the uh, Ravens defense. Damn. Damn, making me want to be a Thompson. I mean, I'm going Ravens too because <laughs> – because I don't know if – I'm sure that y'all saw the Chiefs game this past week, and they were just – they got it done, but they really had to motivate to get that win. I think they're experiencing a lot of what Alabama teams experience when they're coming off a championship. They have a hard time getting their heart into it, and, and they just play fundamentals. But a team like the Ravens are going to come in this – they have a lot to prove. They have a – fucking spectacularly talented young team with the exception of Mark Ingram and I think that they are going to uh, just I think it might be a big time Ravens win I I see that one y'all just all gonna triple team me and everything just go against me you know I see how it is I see how it is I will say this much just to give Steve Kirkland his information on this one too but I'm gonna say the Chiefs come back here right there hands down, every single game almost down in the half, and then miraculously comes back and just destroys the teams. I mean, now, will Adam Gase from the Jets be the first coach fired? That is a great question. I'm going to say it's going to be a toss-up between them and Atlanta Falcons. Yes, the Jets have lost Le'Veon Bell pretty much. Their quarterback situation is horrible. They got rid of their star receiver, Robbie Anderson got rid of their star safety on top of that one. Um, C.J. Mosley decided to opt out because of COVID. There is literally nothing left of that team. It literally got shredded. You could probably put K-State on the field against them and they would win. I think the bigger question is, is how the hell does Adam Gase keep getting hired? He, he's never been successful anywhere as a head coach. He's usually left the team in a worse situation than, you know, when he started. How are the Dolphins doing now? Complete rebuild mode after what he left them at. I just – I don't know how that guy even still has a job. Mid-season, yeah, I, I see Adam Gase, if he even makes it that long, even getting kicked out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he – Agreed. I, I don't know if <laughs> but the this... Falcons blow another league the way they did. I see that guy getting his ass for I mean, Jesus, how did you let the Cowboys do that? Yeah. Hey. I've never seen that one. I mean, 10 yards, 10 yards, and you sit there and watch the ball roll past there, watching the Dallas Dallas receiver pretty much just stand over top of it, looking at it, waiting for it to touch that line. And what surprised me the most was who he had on his hands team. For one, big profile, Julio Jones, watching, just watching. So, I mean, Cowboys, hey. They deserve it. The Falcons were just going to give it to them like that. I think the first time the Falcons kind of went to bed, Pats yeah. destroyed them. And they need to – that coach uh, really needs to watch out at this point because I think this is the first time you've really seen um, the owner and the head coach kind of button heads about how prepared they were for that onside kick and whether they knew the rules or not. So, 
I mean, I still think Adam, I don't know. If Adam Gase keeps getting hired, then maybe he's going to be sticking around. But uh, if the riff continues, yeah, you, you could see that Falcons coach gone midseason. Yeah, yeah. To, to speak to the Jets, they, they have a GM problem. And maybe it's an ownership problem. But if, if you, you know, any team that's going to hire Le'Veon Bell and pay him shows you right there that there's some fucked up shit going on with the GM. And, and this is a horrible head coaching. (laughs) This is a horrible head coaching hire. They've got some executive level issues with the jets that they need to start with Uh, their whole team. They're just quilting together some ridiculous bullshit, trying to get this going with Sam Darnold. Uh, It goes well beyond Gates in in New York. Sam Darnold might be the only bright spot they have. Maybe and that's the Jets like, are just the Jets. Maybe their management just expects this. I mean, really, I mean, it all started with hiring some bum named Namath, some drunk, trash-ass quarterback named Namath. I mean, come on. Yeah. He won them a Super Bowl. And I got to say this, too. Hiring Le'Veon Bell and rolling out the red carpet for him is, was like doing the same thing for Antonio Brown. But it was, um, who did you draft? In, in our fantasy league. I can't hear you. I'm having technical. Yeah. I would say this much with the Jets. Pretty much the last time that they even close, even remotely came close to being relevant was when they literally drafted Mark Sanchez and then they took Brandon Marshall, a receiver. That was probably the best chance that they had at any given point in time to even come close to even being a they playoff have, team. They have Revis at that point too? Yep, Daryl Revis. That was the best team that they've had. In almost a decade, I mean. I mean, yeah. this is the same. This is the same team that had uh, again to the Joe Namath point is you had some transvestite, uh, fur coat wearing quarterback on the sidelines. You know, <laughs> so the Jets haven't always been making the best decisions as is. Exactly. Again, the the Jets had Revis, and they let him go. And that was probably a wise decision on them because he almost went downhill from there. I think he had one or two good seasons after that. And, yeah, that island became populated. They built a mansion on there and invited all the Playboy bunnies to it, and he went downhill. So, I mean, aside from the Jets, Steve, I I thank you for that question for sure. What you got, Sam? Anybody think Tyrod Taylor's – the doctor's still got a job right now? Has anybody heard (laughs) of that? Is it have they changed the name to the Tyrod Taylor Chargers yet or I don't know but on that team now? Hey, if he doesn't own that team, I'm pretty sure the Jets are gonna be looking for new management. <laughs> he might have a shot. How yeah. do you puncture your starting quarterback's fucking lung? How do you do that? The same yeah, way that Chris stacks up every fantasy league by taking all the good players and then ending their careers. Yeah, and I don't like how. I mean, I'm just thinking. Hey, you're a doctor. How? Like, what type of syringe did you have? I'm, are there different lengths of syringes? Like, I would imagine maybe there's something, you know, that you're not starting an IV or somewhere. I don't know why. Are you? I, I just don't get it. Like. At some point, you got to start saying, as a doctor who knows anatomy, maybe this thing is in a little bit too deep. I know I ask that question sometimes about myself: Is it in a little too deep? Because that that can that can happen for me personally. So, 
I just I don't understand if the doctor says, you know, maybe there's some stuff back there that's important. Maybe I don't need to stick it in that far. I know I asked that question myself. So, I mean, you know, you got the pectoral muscle. I mean, but you're going right into the ribs because of rib pain, and you just Raxy just happened to puncture his lung. I mean, he was point shaving apparently on some fans. He he got paid for that somewhere underneath there, and probably not mm-hmm. for the team either. So. I mean, there is no way that that should technically happen. That's like accidentally breaking somebody's leg before a game. You just practice yeah. and your his fucking lung. Or breaking their wrist or arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so aside from Tyrod Taylor, this is um, – I will say this division is riddled with halfway teams, one team that should possibly be at the top of it, but – or actually not leading the division, Washington Redskins leading the division between Cowboys, Giants, and Philly. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, to me, it wasn't expected. The, yeah, because, I mean, you got the Cowboys and the Giants are going to be the Giants. They're still – I mean, they just lost Barkley for the rest yeah. of the year. I mean, I think they did a somewhat decent job picking up Devontae Freeman, but uh, he's no Barkley. Uh and the Cowboys are going to be – they're going to Cowboy. They're going to do what they do because Jerry Jones has just sank that team at this point. And, uh, and then Philly's got Carson Wentz. So. Yeah. If if you watch Stephen A. Smith and you're a Cowboys fan, you better be hoping that the Cowboys take advantage of this situation in that division because, you know, he's brought it up in the past where the, the division was kind of handed to the Cowboys and they still blew it and don't make the playoffs. So, I mean, this is a year. There's no reason Washington should be in the lead right now. They are. I don't think it's going to hold up. I think it's going to close out with the Cowboys winning the division. But, man, if you follow Stephen A. on on Twitter or anything like that, you might want to put him on block now as soon as as soon as that doesn't happen. No, that is Washington's division, period. That they, I think they are – the real deal this year as far as that division is concerned and the competition they have there i will say this i expect the cowboys to win the division hands down i, I do expect them to win it but i will say washington probably has the nastiest defense in that division at the moment offensively it's a hit or miss they've been starting off slow now if washington miraculously happens to get their offense going the first half and carried into the second half they'll probably take the division or at least give them a run for the money. But I expect the Cowboys to actually take that division and run with that one, though. I have to say that I think that Dak Prescott has become an anchor to the Cowboys. I uh, I think he had a good uh, run in the beginning, just like Colin Kaepernick did. And, um, I, by the way, I think Kaepernick is actually worth his 81 rating in Madden. But I think that Dak Prescott has not performed at the level – that um, he started at, and I think that they could do better. I think I think they should have Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. But I think as long as Prescott's there, they're not going to be able to get to where they should be. Yeah, all, 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 all jokes aside is that I honestly think that if you brought in Kaepernick for Dak Prescott, the Cowboys are immediately a deep run in the playoffs team. It's not Prescott's team. It's, it's Ezekiel Elliott's team, hands down. Yeah, I'm Ari Cooper with his $100 million worthless contract that is getting overshadowed by his number two receiver. 
I mean, no, it's it's Elliott's team hands down. Yeah. Dak is just there to hand the ball off to him pretty much and occasionally run for a first down. Poor Cooper, he's always There's struggled no to have. Can honestly, believe Colin Kaepernick and he actually does better than Dak. I mean, Colin oh, Kaepernick yeah. was a one-trick pony. He, Jim Harbaugh ran a, a college offense just like Cap's offense at uh, what he got Nevada, and yep. that's why he was successful. And then the very next year, defensive coordinators picked up on it. They knew what they were running and what happened in San Francisco. It's not that I don't like Cap. I don't give a shit about the kneeling and not kneeling, but at the end of the day, he's not a real good quarterback. He's not. You can scream he is, but you're just fucking doing that to be. I don't think he's a real good quarterback. I think he's an 81 in Madden. I think he's an 81 in Madden. I think he's solid. Jesus Christ. That's like saying you're a fucking 99 in Madden. You wouldn't even be a one. (laughs) He is a creative player. (laughs) I think Cap, I think Cap's, I, I, I actually do agree with a lot that he does. With, with I'm not going to get political. But anyway, I think that his head can get in his way as far as some of the decisions that he's made uh, as far as NFL goes. <coughs> and um, I think that talent alone, he could be a better quarterback than Dak Prescott and be leading a team like he did to the Super Bowl. Look, in my defense – is Cap Cap? Yes. He did he have a good run? Yes. But he is part of that draft class of Jake Locker, Cam Newton, and all those other quarterbacks that pretty much are out of the league right now. He is part of that class. That was one of the most horrible draft classes of quarterbacks that actually came into the NFL. Cam Newton possibly aside. He's trying to resurrect his career. He's the only one still hanging in there. The rest of them already got kicked out and pushed off somewhere else. I mean, Unless injuries come in or something like that, I don't see Cap coming anywhere. He's like four to five years removed from the league. There is no point to actually bring him back and actually start him. You'd be better off taking Cutler right now. And I'm hands down against Cutler. So, aside from that one, we're talking on some injuries, yes. Past two weeks, we'll give you some injuries and some possible fantasy pickups along with our NFL pick And we'll start wrapping it up after that one, but – Biggest one that probably went down that hurt everybody's draft list, Saquon Barkley. Just yeah, that that was a big injury for the, especially for the Giants. And if you're a fantasy owner and you have Barkley, yeah, that fucked you big time. Same with McCaffrey going down, which Barkley's yeah. out for the season. Luckily, I get McCaffrey back in four to six weeks. But uh, yeah, that's uh, I think Chris drafted Barkley last year, so that's just part of the Chris curse. I did last year, which uh, the Chris curse expired last year. No, it didn't. Definitely not. He got hurt last year too. Yeah. And if so you're if you're, you're not entire fucking season, if you're not a Saquon Barkley owner in your fantasy football league, then you hate to see it. If you are a Saquon Barkley owner and you're looking for a pickup for him, I mean, Devontae Freeman just got signed. I mean, I wouldn't bet on him too much this week, but then. Um, well, yes, you, you're right, Steve. Giants O-line cannot block anyone, which is the reason why Deion Lewis is probably the best pickup up there considering that they've lost Sterling Shepard. Evan Ingram hasn't shown up. I mean, Darius Slayton is probably their best option right there, but you can expect Deion Lewis to get the ball because it's going to be a bunch of quick dump-off passes because their O-line cannot block anyone. Yeah. I mean, 
the Falcons had a choice between Freeman and busted knees, crippled Gurley, and they chose Gurley. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know about Freeman. So, I mean, is yeah, he if but... you're if you're in a deep league, pick up Freeman, see you know what can happen like that. But he's way past his prime. Gurley was cheaper than Freeman, though. I think yeah. Devontae wanted this huge-ass contract, and I don't blame Atlanta for not giving it to him. I mean, it, yeah, he's he's past it. He's, I mean, average year for years for NFL running backs, what, four or five good years, and then they start kind of start trickling downhill from there. Uh, so, yeah, Devontae just wanted way too much money. Uh, but, you know, little screen passes here and there might make it, you know, the Giants offense a little bit successful with him but I don't see him breaking big runs loose. Fun fact about Devontae Freeman, in that Super Bowl, <laughs> he missed a key block when the Falcons had the lead. And I think he was to Devontae Hightower from Alabama. And um, the um, Matt Ryan got sacked, and that was the turning point in that game to where the Falcons blew that lead. Or, or Who did Devontae fans. play for? I forget. Are K-State fan? Oh, he played for the 2013 BCS National Champions, Florida State Seminoles. Uh, so, uh, what's your point? That whole, that whole fucking debacle that happened in the Super Bowl was yeah, Devontae Freeman's fault. He missed like, a key block, and then it all just fell apart. Look, I'm not even blaming him on that. Alabama fans, the same. They got to go back, however many years that was, to be relevant is that is that what we're doing now of course of course <laughs> aside from freeman and barker getting hurt i mean the other rash running backs you got marlon mack Le'Veon bill i mean raheem mostert i mean yeah the the backfields are completely demolished yeah and in fantasy i mean you're flipping leagues at this point with this many injuries you know i mean you could have teams that were sitting one two and oh you know, at the beginning of the season and teams that may have waiver wires where they could grab, you know, their backups. Yeah, they're not going to be as productive and everything. But, I mean, you you have absolutely got leagues that could be turned on their head from yep. from this amount. But you got to think, do you – I would credit all these injuries and maybe y'all agree uh, because it's been a lot the last couple of weeks in the NFL uh, with the shortened time and the less training and the and the less workouts and stuff like that. Uh, I think we're seeing the the aftermath of what shutting everything down did. Uh, and now your your key guys are I mean, these injuries are all tissue injuries, damn near damn near every one of them. And that's just not proper, you know, taking care of yourself. I mean these these NFL stars are stuck at home for when they would normally be training, and maybe you know you should have worked out in your home gym like most of them have. But Again, Brady didn't do it. Le'Veon Bell flat out lied to me because he said he did. Le'Veon Bell has been irrelevant since he left Pittsburgh. But aside right. from that one, I'm not even going to tell anybody to grab anybody from the Jets' backfield because that's just setting y'all up for failure. Marlon Mack, I mean, you got Jonathan Taylor. He's pretty much your best bet. He's literally your best bet as far as offensive weapons go for the Colts. I mean, Naeem Hines, unless Taylor gets hurt or too tired, whatever else, I mean, he's going to be irrelevant. C-Mac, you got Mike Davis for Carolina Panthers. They can step in. He didn't rush a lot, 
But the dude did catch eight passes for about 77 yards. So, I mean, as far as value goes, yeah, he, he's going to work with Bridgewater. I mean, unless you literally put Curtis Samuel back there to fucking run the ball instead of actually catch it because he isn't doing much as a receiver. Um, Mostert, he's down for a little bit for San Francisco. So, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a rash of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you see how much I, I saw this thing earlier, a uh, little meme about it had um, who's the washed up quarterback at the Saints, oh, Drew Brees. And they replaced his body with a trash can and said, this is what Drew Brees is like when he can't throw a seven yard slant route to Michael Thomas every single play. He's absolutely garbage if he doesn't have it. That's absolutely legit. The Saints. I mean, we see it. You just got – who did they just get beat by? The Raiders? I mean, nobody expected the Raiders to be 2-0 and at this point. So, now we know. Michael Thomas carries the Saints. Yeah. I mean – Drew Brees really showed his age. Yeah. He did, but I still don't see Winston taking over for him. I mean, since you brought up the Raiders, I, I will backtrack for y'all. Raiders, yes, they are 2-0. and I will give a shout-out to Jacobs – who did break Bo Jackins' rushing yards in the first 15 games of the season. Now, I mean, 1,300 yards is not necessarily nothing to really laugh at, but we're going to compare apples to oranges. I mean, no. Uh, Jacobs, he done his thing. Congrats. I got you. I I'll give you the slow clap on that one. But comparing him to Bo Jackson, get out of here with that. Yeah. No, I, no, I completely guy. disagree. I completely disagree, and I have to take the first on this one because these – I had so much shit about Bama Bust. This guy outperformed Bo Jackson. He is from the University of Alabama. He, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, the list goes on and on there, and there's no such thing as a Bama Bust, and Jacobs proved it. He's legendary. Yeah, I think what it shows is that people have just made the mistake of not – preparing for this Raiders team and they think they're going to walk over them and looking at their roster, you would understand why. Um, but Josh Jacobs is no Bo Jack Jackson. I mean, people knew to stack the box against Bo and he still got those yardage, those yards dragging people down the field. He is the best athlete of all time. Uh, number two being Charles Barkley, but Josh Jacobs, you're you're gonna you're gonna be a good good uh, fantasy pick for people because the Raiders just don't have anything else except for you. And I would, you know, look forward to future years maybe uh, being on my fantasy team and watching you ride on the bench. But you're no Bo. You're no Bo. He's definitely no Bo Jackson. That's the, that's the dumbest. Uh, no comparison I've ever heard in my life. The stats don't lie. The numbers don't lie. So you're going to say, all right, I'll give you this one, Chris. Better running back, Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith. Barry Sanders. All right. Hey, for once, I will co-sign with Chris and Sam on that one because I agree wholeheartedly 150%. If you just said Emmitt Smith, no. It's no. the, the Dallas Cowboys coked up line at that point with Michael Irvin doing blow off his strippers at halftime in the locker room is is the key to Emmitt Smith's success. Y'all ready to get into some bro picks? Yeah. Yeah. All right, what you got first game, Sam? Uh, what was it, Bears and Falcons? Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, 
I'm sick of the Falcons shit. So I'm gonna say Bears on this one. Uh, yeah, the, got Julio Jones who can barely run a route anymore. He's he's past his prime. Uh, you got you got that other young punk, you know, Ridley, who's he's just you know. He, he he's benefiting off of Julio. Yeah, he gets, mm-hmm. he's he's getting lucky here and there, catching a touchdown or two. I mean, maybe a decent draft on your on your fantasy team if you got him just as a you know wide receiver three and hope that he produces. But uh, yeah, I'm going all bears on this one because I've lost all faith in the Falcons after what they did last Sunday. It hurts me to say it, but I I gotta go Bears also. But it hurts me to say it. Because it's, it's true biscuit. It's yeah. It's 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 the biscuit either. I mean, I, I don't. There's. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't have faith in the Bears. I mean, I think the Falcons still have enough left to beat. I mean, I don't think that the I think the Cowboys are a talented enough team that they should have just sing. They should have beaten the Falcons anyway. But I think at least this week. They'll get their win and uh, beat the Bears. Also, I'll come down to an onside kick. Again, Mr. Thompson, I agree. I think that um, the uh, Falcons, they are pissed. They're pissed and they want their win. The Bears are not legit, and they they think they are. And um, it's at Atlanta. I don't know if home field advantage even means a damn anymore, but Atlanta will take this win. After the Pats came and took a jump right in the middle of their field. No, it does not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we'll go with this next one. Um, speaking of Raiders, Raiders versus New England Patriots. I'll let Cam's you start this gonna one. Dog. Cam's going to walk the dog on that Raiders yeah. defense. Uh, Belichick's fully prepared for – uh, Josh Jacobs, that defense is going to shut him down. Uh, Derek Carr is going to finally Derek Carr. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Pats are going to win this one big. Yeah, if you – Exposed this weekend, you're going to see the true Raiders. If you if you saw videos of Bill Belichick this week, he looked like every press conference he walked out from underneath a bridge. I, I think he was – just completely distraught over losing this last game of the Seahawks. And I think he knows that there was some mismanagement towards the end of that game when Cam easily could have walked in for the game-winning touchdown and they didn't call a timeout. Um, So I think he's getting his A game on. Or he's completely lost it, and now he's like the coach of Varsity Blues where he just starts clapping to himself as he walks down the hallway of the stadium. But (laughs) – but I think he, he definitely gets things straight. Cam Newton's by far and away the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, big time win for the Patriots. And I, I agree, but leave it to me to tie everything back to college football because um, we, I got to mention how John Gruden has impeccable taste when it comes to picking NFL teams. This is a fun fact for if you're an NFL fan – Tennessee, University of Tennessee fans actually thought that he was going to go there and coach their team. But like Mark Stoops and Bob Stoops, they have much better taste when it comes to coaching teams. And so Gruden scoffed at Tennessee and went to the Raiders. 
they the Bills and the Raiders, I'll say this, are the future of the AFC. They're going to be really, really good. But right now, they're not quite there yet. This is going to be a New England shellacking. Well, I'm going to have – I think New England, honestly, will probably take it. But I'm, I'm going to have to go Team Chucky with this one. I mean, Raiders do not necessarily have the receivers at the moment. Henry Ruggs' speed is not going to mean anything to Stephon Gilmore. I mean, the biggest difference is going to be is do they stop Jacobs and do they stop Waller? If they manage to stop one of those two, Pats win. If they don't, it's all Raiders. So I'm going Team Chucky. He'll easily stop Jacobs. Yeah. Jacobs, he's already a has-been. Yeah. He's burnt out. All right. So I – are we going to go Cowboys Seattle next? Because I'm just going to go ahead and call that one. That's Seahawks all day. No. Yeah, that's not even going to be a question. Seahawks. Um, uh, Vanessa, don't kill me. Um, but I, I, I got to be a true football player in this one, in this sense, by exercising my right as a football player at heart, Seattle. Yeah, I mean, the difference here is one team has a quarterback and the other doesn't. It's, it's summed up that easy. I think Seahawks' defense is a lot better than, than Cowboys, and it seems like uh, Griff's going to have to sleep on the couch tonight. Yep. It seems that way. Um, I hope for a good game. <laughs> I will root for Ezekiel Elliott hands down, but they did sign Mari Cooper to a $100 million contract, and that does not bode well with me whatsoever. So Seahawks win that battle. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got Los Angeles versus the undefeated Buffalo and the game of the week, Kansas City versus Baltimore, which we already touched on. So let's go ahead and hit Buffalo and Los Angeles. This is a Super Bowl caliber game. And I have to, <laughs> I have to, uh, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Stefan Diggs. Run for your fucking lives if you catch that ball. <laughs> I'm going Buffalo with this one because they're going to be in full-on panic mode. Yeah. The, the only thing that I can say is I guess he gets away with it because, I mean, he does get a little bit of call, uh, camouflage, you know, with having brown fingers, and that probably covers up a lot. But, um I would just say uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game. I, I, I think that they're probably going to be in a Super Bowl within the next two years. If they were in the Super Bowl this year, it honestly wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. I think next year and the year after that, they're going to be in prime position to do so. Um, and I think the Rams are kind of on their uh, – downward downward spiral i mean they're making they're already in kind of desperation mode where they're giving away their top talents like in girly and then trying to get washed up players that Called used girly. to be injury prone but really so, talking about so so i think i think you're you're just seeing a team that was close to winning the super bowl was really relevant and now they're just scram scrambling for their lives trying to pick up players that used to be really good and carry big names and stuff. They may be like, you know, hey, if we just get some big names in here, we can at least make money as we spiral the 
toilet drain, you know. Oh, so I guess that leaves it down to me then, huh? Rams or Buffalo, Rams or Buffalo. Aaron Donald forever will be a beast and will harass quarterbacks left and right all day long. That's not a question in my mind whatsoever. The dude is a force to be reckoned with. He's like Sue when he was with Detroit, just causing havoc for nothing but better. Um, on the other side of this, I'm like, I'm thinking Rams when they played Dallas. I mean, it was that. I got it. The big difference in this one is going to be whether Josh Allen runs the ball 10 times or whether or not he gets sacked 10 times. Mm-hmm. And right now, Josh Allen is running like somebody that's crazy and waiting to get hurt. Cam Newton's status against the Broncos. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to go side with Buffalo on this one. If Josh Allen's hurt, if, if Allen's hurt, then, I mean, yeah, that's going to be game. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go side with Buffalo on this one. Nobody's really stopping Allen. Singletary is not necessarily, like, an option at the moment. And, I mean, Diggs and Brown are just running down the field streaking either way it goes. So, Ramsey can't keep up with both of them. I'd agree. Those things weigh two pounds. What the fuck are you trying to do? I'm not going to comment. Chris is going to act like he's lifting heavy weights. Those things weigh two pounds. Me and Derek have one as well. Uh, Chris hasn't won one in 20 years. Anyway, uh, I'm going, uh, again, we called this earlier. I'm going Ravens uh, all the way. I think Kansas City is, uh, they're overrated now. Uh, Defense looks like trash. They got exposed last week. So Baltimore all the way. Chiefs. Yeah. Ravens D is going to be the difference. Yeah, I think I spoke on this earlier about how the Chiefs are going to come into this with the Alabama mindset after a national championship. They're just – and they struggled so hard in that last game. They don't have the the heart that Baltimore is going to have. Baltimore is going to like – they're going to be jumping up and down on the sidelines. They're going to be on fire. This is the Ravens game all the way. I will say this one just for y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm going Chiefs, but you got Lamar Jackson versus Mahomes, second-year, third-year quarterbacks. You're going to have rookie running backs going against each other, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards. You're going to have second- and third-year receivers pretty much going against each other. And Hollywood Brown, well, Tyreek Hill is like in his fourth year. But, I mean, you're going to have two speedy receivers. I mean, defensively, Yes, you got a D-line with Kansas City, but then you got linebacking core. I'm, I'm trying to see if Patrick Patrick Queen is actually going to step up, but, I mean, the biggest difference in between both of these teams matching up is going to be quarter, cornerback status. And I'm pretty sure Baltimore lost one of theirs too, though, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. Yep. Watch the Ravens walk the dog on them. Walk hey, the Ravens already lost once this week. <laughs> I was cheating. I, I fucking gave that game away. I let. I was in the red zone twice, and twice I threw picks. It was bullshit. I was scrambling. Lamar was scrambling for his life. I hit the wrong button on the first time, and the second time I just made a dumbass decision. I hit the right button. I pressed triangle and intercepted that. <laughs> Had I not done that, it would have been a massacre. That's all I'm hey. saying. Really victory is a victory. Beaten. He was beaten. I was cheating. Hey, look, Bucker won two games last week. All right, one for me, 
one with the 58-yard field goal for another one. So, Chiefs got it. Um, but I mean, oh, as far as just just before we leave, did you did we see the uh, Las Vegas Raiders? Their kicker hit that 56-something-yard field goal at the end of the game. No, I did see no that one. I saw it. He's no Janikowski, though. I can tell you that much. That's right. I mean, he's he's probably the best kicker in college football right now out of uh, Auburn University. So keep an eye on him. Yeah. All right, Chris. We'll let you wrap it up then. You know, K State has to do something good for once. Yeah. Chris, mm-hmm. Wrap it up. Yeah. Look for the um, the upset with K State at Oklahoma, and. Um, <laughs> and Janikowski, goodness gracious, he was like 67 years old still playing in the NFL. He was like their last flickering spark. And still from kicked goal. the fuck out of the ball better than any Alabama kicker has ever done. So don't know. hear your bullshit. So where where can they find the uh, podcast? Yeah, Tom. Hey, State. All right, so the the podcast is available through Google Podcasts. It's available on Spotify. Um, it's now you can see this on YouTube, and uh, has a lot of our links to our feeds from there. It will be available through Apple Podcasts this week. It isn't yet, but it will be soon. So, uh, yeah, see about Twitter, YouTube, YouTube. We have uh, we have launched our YouTube channel a couple of days ago. This will, I'm gonna try to get this uploaded tonight. So does uh, Derek keep up in the chat at all? <laughs> oh, hey, also a hey, look us up on Twitter. We got that one going too. So we still got the account on Twitter. Um, subscribe to us, follow us. We'll keep y'all update on any kind of stats and everything. Um, also look for us to post our NFL pick'em, um, college pick'em too. We'll try to get that one up before Saturday kicks off tomorrow. Go on Facebook, make your picks, let us know, and we'll try to figure out some stuff in the future for those that actually beat us as far as the pick-ems go. So. And if you want to interact with us live, we do this live through Facebook every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can post your questions and uh, interact with us live. That's when this is, this is recorded. And, yeah, be a part of the show. Definitely. All right. We'll, we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Tune in to Savage Sports Podcast next week, Friday, 9 p.m., same time. 9 p.m. Eastern, that is. Good night, everyone.